Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and the rest of you spastic cretins out there. It Whoa. is episode 102 of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, FM 99 of the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. Yeah, baby. That's right. I am Sean Hood. That's Dave Taylor. Hello. It's all I'm staying all episode. <laughs> okay. And uh, the, you can find us lots of different ways. First of all, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com, right there on those pages. Hit media under that ESPR links you to our most recent episode, which is on our SoundCloud, which coincidentally is the easiest way to listen to us, as all of our previous episodes. And you can find us on most of your major podcast apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling, and we'll come right up. Subscribe, give us a five star rating and a review. Please, 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 please. It is a big help to us when you guys do that. We genuinely appreciate it. It gets us in front of more eyes. And uh, we're, we're looking at our download numbers. We're getting some good downloads on some yeah. of these last episodes. So thank you. Thank you for that. And keep it up. Tell your friends that we're here and we're lonely. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's other ways you can interact with us as well. And uh, we encourage you to do so. ESPR at FM99.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, you can also interact with us on social media. Twitter at ESPR99 and Facebook.com slash ESPR99. Uh, we're going to try and probably be a little more proactive about using what you guys say on there. So keep that in mind when you send your 3 a.m. drunk tweets to us because oh my gosh. it might end up on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in any event. So this week we got a lot going on. We got uh, <laughs> Dave's <laughs> laughing already. We haven't even really started doing the things. And we're going to kick it all off with our preview of NXT TakeOver XXV. Which stands for 25, even though Dave read it to me as XXV. It's written as XXV. It's because those are Roman numerals, It's the 25th anniversary of Take... Oh, no, that's not right. The funny part, though, is that this is technically (laughs) their 26th special, but they're calling it the 25th. Because the first one wasn't called Takeover. Ah. It was called Arrival. It was NXT Arrival. Yeah. And then someone Uh, said, hey, we should do this. So they're getting away with it. Yeah. 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 Um... In any event. So we're going to go ahead and dive into that right now. Dave has the match listing there. So let's uh, run down the card. We'll give you an idea of what we're expecting from the match. If you never listened before, we'll give you an idea of what we're expecting and who we think might win, where it might go. I will say this. No. Okay, I won't say okay, this. No, go ahead. Okay, of the recent takeovers, not like they're, they're pretty solid. This, I think, is like the one card I, I think I've been looking forward to for a long time. All right, cool. Good, uh, good. It looks like a good card. Because you have Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Like that's like right off the bat. That's a that's a good yeah. that right there is a great match. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Yes, yes. Um, I've enjoyed watching um, Riddle against guys, the the more traditional wrestling guys, because it's fun to watch his kind of MMA almost strong style type thing stand out against. Yeah. It's it, it's a cool clash to see. But I also enjoy him with guys who aren't afraid to go a little strong themselves and uh, do a little bit of of. of Trading holds and different stuff. That's kind of fun too. So I feel like him and Roderick Strong should be a really great match. I think so. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. I, 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 it's it's been a, it's been hard for me to get in the Matt Riddle, but but over time his gimmick is not my favorite thing in the world. Uh, but th- I love watching him. That that's like what it is. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm not you know the whole surfer. Bro, I'm not a bro, bro guy. Bro. Yeah, it's bro's just, not really my thing. But you know what. I'm glad that he has that because it's just something different for NXT. Yeah, but I hope he never gets to the main roster because that will become such a one-trick pony yeah. up there. There will be nothing more to him than bro. Yeah. That'll be it. That, that's Vince. Ah, bro. But, ah, bro. Bro, that's good stuff. I almost said another word. That's really good. <laughs> I love it. The pe- that's why people love you. You're relatable. You're a bro. Um, I, No, it'll be terrible. In any event, 
Also, I side note, I love this. I saw an interview with Matt Riddle recently where he talked about the uh, 24-7 championship, and they asked him if he had any interest in it, and he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, good for you. Good but he, he did say that if he had the chance to win it and it meant he was going to go up to the main roster, he might go ahead and do it just because he could get up there. And he keeps driving this point home, and I love it. He said, because that would get me one step closer to Brock Lesnar. And he keeps <laughs> saying that over and over and over, and I'm like, Man, are they eventually going to go Riddle and Brock Lesnar? Because they're doing this a lot. I'd love to see that, actually, from yeah, from yeah. Riddle. You know what I mean? I think that'd be really cool. Because he goes out there, and you see him all the time when he does these promos with everybody. Nonchalant, cool, everything's all right, until he gets angry. You know, and then it's Hulk smash. <laughs> I could see Brock being really messed with by the fact that Riddle doesn't seem intimidated by him. Yeah. And is really laid back about it. But then this dude's able to flip a switch and become a monster in his own right. That'd be, that'd be kind of a cool feud to see. But anyway, we're jumping ahead. It is Riddle. It is strong. Uh, I'm going with Riddle on this one. Uh, I, He's I, on the I, way I up, too. and there's a story they're telling with the Undisputed Era that involved big-time Strong and uh, um, Adam Cole Yeah, that uh, I think we'll see something on. Yeah, maybe you know. Uh, well, you know, I'm gonna go with Roderick on this because I because we'll get to talk about Adam Cole later on. I, mm-hmm. I got gotcha. that they're gonna implode. Uh, you know, I, th- I think this is the setup for that. Right, I get you. Uh, another match for the NXT North American Championship. Hey, welcome back, Tyler Breeze, uh, taking on Velveteen Dream. Uh, I'm okay with this. This is a short, short notice thing, simply because of Dominic Djakovic. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. I think I am. I've heard it said mo- numerous ways, and now I can't get it right. <laughs> Um. Uh. It might just be Jack. 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 I don't know. <laughs> Dominic. Good old Dominic. Yes. Um. Hell of a talent. It was a bummer that he got injured. I was really looking forward to their match. Hopefully he'll get another shot when he comes back from his injury. Um. But I'm so happy that that Breeze is back and he's in a, yeah. me- a meaningful spot. I was wondering if it was more than a one-time thing, just because they needed somebody real fast. Uh, Triple H had a conference call the other day and they asked him about Breeze being back in NXT. And Triple H classified him as this. He said, as far as Triple H is concerned, um, as far as all the the everything going forward, tri- uh, Tyler Breeze is an NXT talent. And I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe that means he's going to be back on NXT regular. Yeah. Which I'm cool with that if that, if that's the case because I think he stands to benefit the most from being there right now. Uh, yeah, I th- I think I think it's good for him. And yeah. it, what I like for this to be is. Here's the one thing: like Tyler has pretty much been the same in the WWE and NXT. He he didn't win a lot. Right, he didn't win a lot in NXT, which always you know surprised me. He was down for a long time. He was the gatekeeper type character, and, and that's what I think. Him coming back, I mean, Velveteen's going to win this match, <clears throat> but I think you're right. But I do. There's this thing in the back of my head that says, <laughs> no, they might go Dream just because nobody's expecting, or Breeze just because nobody's expecting it. But these guys, you think about it. Uh, I mean, I mean, they're they're both kind of not the same character, but they're right. both kind of like flamboyant. I mean, Tyler obviously it's it's kind of changed because he became more of a comedic character, but, but they're not the same. But they're but more I also similar. like that Breeze now is being back to his normal Prince Pretty type self. He's not yeah. being the character we saw on Raw and and, and SmackDown and whatnot. Um, one thing I love is right away his promos are back to amazing. Yes. Um, he oh, and he doesn't have the beard anymore. That makes me happy. There's this thing they've dubbed because a lot of people say this now when you're on superstars all the time, it's the superstars beard of sadness. <laughs> and uh, so his is gone. So that makes me happy. Um, but see, I always thought that like, and this was like the old day, like, and kind of like Daniel Bryant, like when you grow like the facial hair, like you're becoming like a heel. Like, now yeah, obviously Daniel Bryant was almost always a heel beforehand anyway. He, he was. Yeah. But, but, cer- so but certain guys, cause so like, pretty. like, um, 
Even though Dynamite Kid didn't come like a heel in WWE, like he grew the mustache in like an 88, and you're like, oh, he's going to become a heel because he changed his look. Oh, yeah, you know? porn stash. That's how it works. Yeah, you're yeah, a heel. yeah. Cody Rhodes, the um, mustache. That, I loved that. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. It, any it was over more things than in you know, other places. In any event, um, Breeze, I, I think Dream will win. I think Bree, Breeze's uh, promo was great because Dream was talking about how Breeze couldn't make it on the main roster and he became a joke and yada, yada, yada. While the dream's been like running NXT and it's the dreams NXT, yeah. and Breeze had this great line about when you put your phone number on your tights and nobody calls, <laughs> it means they're not interested. Yeah, and I'm like, he like that was the best line. Um, again, I expect this to be a hell of an entertaining match, uh, and and probably the best thing we've seen from Breeze in easily. Two or three years. Yeah. Uh, well, two years at this point, I'll say. He's been on the main roster for about two years, right? At, at least, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, in any event, best thing we've seen from Breeze in a long time, and I'm expecting a dream to get the win. Yeah, I'm going with the same same thing of that. Uh, okay, here we go. I'm going to put for the names. So, uh, <laughs> Lord- Yo Shirai. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay, we'll do Is that the- one. Oh, no, okay, I'm just guessing. You always get that name wrong. Which uh, one are we doing? Uh, uh, Oni Lorcan. And- oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oni Lorcan. <laughs> And Danny Birch versus yeah. the uh, Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era versus the Forgotten Sons, a ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship. But it feels like it's been vacant forever. I know that hasn't been the case, but. No, it's only been vacant for about <laughs> a week. Um, yeah, okay. This is a chance for the Street Profits to win and become a credible team. Yeah. Um, I feel like a win over somebody for the titles actually would have meant more than winning a vacant titles in a four-way. But they can do it. But I really genuinely feel like we might get Undisputed Era winning again. I, I, It depends on how they're doing. But here's my thing. I thought I saw recently that um, Bobby Fish was hurt again. It, yeah. Have they not officially pulled him? No, he's, he's still listed in the card. Okay, if he's still listed on the card, then he must be okay. Maybe he just got tweaked or like a, a tweak in his leg or something well, like that. Well, I mean, unless you're going to do one of those like injury angles where uh, – Right. But, you know, but according to everything here, it looks like he's good to go for the card. All right, well, if he's it, good to go – if if Bobby if Bobby Fish is good to go for the card, I'm predicting Undisputed Era to win. And, and he's also doing the Evolve show, too, in June. Okay, uh, all so right. So with uh, Cal O'Reilly and stuff. So, obviously, uh, he's fine if they're, they're booking for all this stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, expecting him to get, I'm expecting him to get to win and for us to be able to see them have a longer run than they had the first time when he got hurt. Man, they got this like a team set match. I, I, I'm going to go with the uh, Street Profits on that just to shake it up a little bit. Yeah, and, I'm, and I, think that's, I think that's another Cause, good cause, candidate. Because you need to build up. Some of the, I mean, Undisputed Era has been great. I think they're at a point where they may not need the titles. I think much. you're right, but I feel like we're going to get the Undisputed Era running yeah. the show at this point for a little bit. Uh, okay, for the NXT uh, Women's Championship, uh, Shayna Baszler defending against Io Shirai. Uh, you know, what's funny here is we're getting to a point in Shayna's run where I'm like, she could drop at any time. Um, it, it Io Shirai is a, is a good character to to choose, I think. Yeah. Um, but I don't, it, it, I don't know. Does Shayna? Well, it's like. Here's the thing: we're so used to her having the title now because it's been a long. Yeah. Reign. Oh God, she's the longest reigning <laughs> champion they've had. I think. Uh, well, other than I think Oscar had it for. What? For, oh yeah, you might be right. You yeah, might be right. But, I know she's the first two-time women's yeah, champion. But. Yeah. But like, like at some point, like you know, because her being the heel, like, uh, like you never see her chasing, or I, I want you know, like, yeah. like the horsewoman. It's almost like they're not like pulling the trigger of sorts, you know, to make them like this more. Yeah, agreed. Y- you know, it, well, the other girls aren't ready yet. No, they're getting there. You, and you I know. It's, but I'm with you. I, like, it's, but the, the it's only way I this see. It should be a fun match, Because she's supposed to have Candice LeRae in her corner. 
Yeah. And the only way I see this going wrong is if Candace turns on EO, which could happen. Well, the way things have been going with... Uh... But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick an outside candidate here. I'm going to pick Io Shirai to win and become the new women's champion. Okay. I'm, I'm going to Shane is going to retain. What's funny is I'm actually, I think I'm picking a lot of title changes tonight yeah. except Dream. Wow. You know, basically. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then uh, in the... Uh, the main event of the evening. The singles match for the NXT Championship, Johnny Gargano defending against Adam Cole. Baby. See, I'm picking Adam Cole. I'm going with Adam Cole I'm, in this I'm one. picking Adam Cole to win. Uh, I think that... Previously, it, 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 they they made the call to Gargano because it was the ending for his story, even though it got changed because of Trump yeah. getting hurt. Yeah, and but I feel like any day now Gargano is due on the main roster for for the main like a real push. Absolutely, and I feel like it's the time for Adam Cole to take over as the main guy on NXT. And I've been wrong about that before. It's like you and your Luke Harper guess. I'm going to keep <laughs> guessing this over and over and over because I really he's already over. He doesn't yeah. need the title, but I just want him to make good on his promise about how that he was going to they were going to have all the gold, you know what I mean? I I want he needs to have it once for that promise to be true. Yeah. You know? And I feel like this is that time. Not to mention the fact that if the undisputed era does split, you've got your next big baby face in Adam Cole. Well, that that's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm picking um in the first match, Roderick Strong to win because I got a feeling that for Adam Cole, you know, they need something there or like he's going to challenge him after the match or whatever else. Like, oh, this is great. Now we're, you know, you got the gold or whatever, you know, and then, okay, now I want you. You know, I could see resentment building if Cole, if Strong lost his match. Well, so uh, I see it going the other way too. Wait, and then he's got it like he's around him and he's like, oh my gosh, she's a champ. And like, yeah, he can't. Know. Yeah, that's a. And so that's, so I think we're in the same vein. We're just yeah. thinking different paths <laughs> to get there. Yeah. Um, but in any event, I still see Adam Cole winning this title. By the way, Kevin Owens teasing out some interesting things recently. Have you seen this on his Twitter? No. He's okay. teasing out uh, doctored photos of him in the Undisputed Era. Really? Yeah, being added to the Undisputed Era. And I'm like, that's interesting. He just, yeah, which is weird because he did that like yesterday, and, mm-hmm. then, and then like Adam Cole responded with the, uh, you know, the the emoji of the, uh, like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, Kevin Owens not in the main title picture at the moment on the main roster. No. Wouldn't it be interesting if the undisputed era got called up with Kevin Owens? That'd be kind of interesting. That would be interesting. But regardless, that's I don't think it's going to play into the title match. I'm still picking Adam Cole to win. Yeah. So there's there you go. That's NXT Takeover uh, XXV, as Dave yeah. calls it, in Connecticut, and uh, yeah, Connecticut. And that is going to be. <laughs> we're recording this on Friday, so it's tomorrow night. Excited to watch it. Really, really excited. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to review. Yes, review in the main body of the episode. What? All Elite Wrestling, Double or Nothing. So stick around. Remember to contact the guys at ESPR at FM99.com with all your comments, topics, and thoughts. But please, keep the fan fiction to yourselves. You can also follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Just search ESPR99. We're back, and now it is time for the review. I'm excited to be doing this. Our first real review of an all-elite wrestling pay-per-view. Double or nothing here on Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I, I think it's because you like the song I used last week, the Double or Nothing song. Kind of I think so. Vegas I think feel. that's what it was. So here we go. It really kind of pulled me. Double or nothing, ready to fall. Taking my chances, I'm betting it all. The night is young, the dice are hot, and I'm taking my shot. So come on and show me what you've got. 
Yeah. You like that? Yeah. Like that the show, show yeah. where you vibe? It fits. It fits. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. So that works out well. Right. Um, in any event, yeah, All Elite, Double or Nothing. All Elite Wrestling, Double or Nothing. I From the MGM Grand right yes, in uh, Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, with uh, 20,000 people, right? Yeah, right, first right. of all, I'm going to say <laughs> it, it looked great. It did. The it set did. looked good. The crowd was there. They, one of the best things about the show, and I'm going to give them credit for this because this is that crowd that we were worried, you know. Hijacking. Hijacking the show. You know, it's, it's, an, indie, it's, a, it's an indie wrestling internet crowd. A lot of it is. Not the whole thing, but a lot of it. And I tell you what, they came to play, uh, yeah. play along, and they were a part of the show, but in a good way, in a great way. And it made the show feel that much more exciting. Yeah. So kudos to the crowd. First of all, you guys were awesome. At well, that. well, and that, that is, you know, the different. There's gonna be some differences here. This, this is no put downs of either AEW or WWE. We'll get into well, that. Some in, of them uh, might be, but, but we'll, we'll get. We'll, we'll, we'll. I think we're gonna address some of that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, the, the crowd going to WWE show, you know, isn't all hardcore. It's some of the casual fans going, or maybe people who don't watch all the time. People taking their kids. People. There, it's a very different crowd. Yes, yes. Yeah. The the crowd at this show. This is like this is what you're going for. You're yeah. not going because eh, I like wrestling. No, because this is what like this is the diehard like, wrestling crowd. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. So that's a big difference right away. And I mean, they're different products, so you expect that. Yes, yes, but. absolutely. Uh, the Battle Royal was the first thing, and uh, which, which, by the way, it was interesting because the way was, they did it. Yeah, the Casino Battle Royal. Because at first, like when I five first guys, got five to five guys, it, five guys, yeah. And I'm like, wait, what the hell happened? Like, I, I, I just turned it on. Why is there five guys in the ring? And then it was like, and oh, another five guys. Yeah. 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 Oh, and it was interesting. And then the last guy gets the number one spot or the the number twenty one spot. Lucky Lucky twenty one. Which yeah. I'm okay with that. It's a, it's a unique version of the of the Royal Rumble or whatever you want to call it. Um, in a great way that for the surprise because it was a guy who was supposed to have a match and didn't. Who didn't so. have the match, right, Adam Page. Um, so he ends up getting the win. In I mean, the Battle Royal was okay. I didn't think the Battle Royal was amazing. One of the problems that they clearly had was you've just had no time to establish most of these characters, so I didn't care about the majority of them. I think there, it, it was, maybe, there was maybe three or four guys in there I cared about. The, the one thing with this Battle Royal, uh, not to compare it to the Royal Rumble, is that for a battle royal? This this went on. It felt like for a long time. I mean, it did feel like even though it was a sixteen minute battle royal, but like you had a lot of spots and a lot of guys like down and not getting like. Well, one of the advantages to the Royal Rumble is that you get one guy at a time, yeah. so that time frame doesn't feel. You get a, a burst from this guy in some unique spots, and then there's a new guy, so they get to start all over again. Yeah. Whereas if I bring out five guys at once, we've got to get all our crap in quick, and then the next five guys are out. We get all our crap in quick, and it's you know it's yeah, not it, it's it, not. And it's a setup of that, um, right? So I think it's it's a drawback of that, yeah. but it's it's different. Uh, some guy Luchas uh, Zaris, if I'm saying oh, it right, Luchasaurus is great, Lu- and yeah, I, he yeah. <laughs> he's officially signed with them now. Good, and I love Luchasaurus. <laughs> Luchasaurus is one of my favorite new wrestlers. Well, what a debut! I guess at AW, I mean, great for him. Uh, Joey Janela, you know, it was Joey Janela. Uh, I, I thought because yeah. he was my pick, and yeah. then your pick almost I thought was going to win the thing. Yeah, MJF. What a great showing for him. So, so uh, some of the guys that we talked about prior had a really good showing for this. Yeah, it, it was it was a it was a good battle royal. I'm not saying it was bad. Um, I just do think it did suffer from a little bit of the storytelling wasn't really there. Yeah, well, and, and then you had and I know people complain about um, certain things that WWE does or whatever. Th- there were certain elements in, in in this too where you could be like, well, you know, you can make an argument for, but it's okay because yeah. it's independent. You know, it's like when there's like 20 guys doing nut grabs in the ring and they go on this big, yeah. you know, whatever, and it's yeah, like, and that's okay. it's dumb. It's dumb. Um. And then you had Dustin Thomas, which you want to talk about interesting. This is more than like Zach going with like the one leg. Yeah, and this bilateral amputee. <laughs> the dude has no legs. Yeah. Yeah. 
interesting uh, to it, say it, the least. Yeah, it, interesting. So there, there's some of that in there, which is which is fine. You know, well, you know what? The one of the things, and I'm going to point this out about somebody they had later in the card as well, Nyla Rose, who's a transgender wrestler. Yeah. There, the, one of the things I liked about this show and the build up to it is they weren't patting themselves on the back for booking these people. Yes, that, that is. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, like, oh, look, we've got the first, you know, double amputee who's gotten, you know, no legs, who's going to be in this wrestling match, you know. Oh, we've got the first, you know, like it's a big televised match with a transgender wrestler. Like they didn't do that leading up to this. This match. is our first. Oh, this is the first ever all wrestle women's wrestling pay per view. Um, right. Well, Which uh, and, wow. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> and and I'm um, um, I'm fine with it to a degree sometimes. Like, the first woman's thing, I mean, there's no way to not make that a thing. I yeah. mean, everybody well, well, the knows. main event of WrestleMania, that's a little different, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a little different. But it's nice to not see these individual people and their situations, their sexualities, their gender orientation, their limitations, their, or their disabilities, whatever it is. It's nice to not see those used as um, PR points, and that's all. Yeah. You know? They got them because these people stood out. For with what they did, yeah, and like, and again, you liked Dustin Thomas, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was great. Um, you know, it was nice to see uh, uh, the guy that we saw for a long time as um, Ty Dillinger. Oh, oh, yeah, Sean, uh, Spears. Sean Spears, yeah. He, he didn't last long in, in it, but it was nice. It's just nice. It seems like wait, wait, that guy had showed more personality in a four minutes he was in that battle royal than he had any chance he wasn't to. Given a chance in to. WWE, yeah. you know, other than 10, 10. That 10. was it. Uh, but yeah, it, overall, Adam Adam Page wins. Yeah, not shocking, but. Nope. That's fine. Yeah, that's good. Hey, it makes up for his match that got canceled. Yeah. Uh, in a singles match, Kip Sabian, Sammy Garuva, uh, it was okay. You know, yeah, it was it, fine. It was again, it, it was it was fine. It just wasn't amazing. It was, yeah. it was but again, and these were the early matches. It's, it was setting the. And it, don't get me wrong, there were some the cool tone. spots. There was yes. there was cool stuff like that. I just it, didn't get invested. It once it got towards the end of the match, I think I will say this. And let me go back to the Battle Royal. And I know it wasn't like Jim Ross, but whoever is directing in in their ears, and this is going to come over in time. And this, you know, they got to call what is on the monitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't call what I can't see because right. th- there's a reason why you might see something else going on. But like in, in WWE or even WCW, you know, they're calling what's on the monitors. Right. That needs to be that's a, that's a secret. Well, and I think that's I think some of them were new, yeah. newer. I guess I shouldn't say new. They're not as experienced. Well, it's as Jim a lucha Ross. guy, and it was like the other, Ross knows better. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I can't remember his name now to save my life. Um, uh, Excalibur. Excalibur. Thank you. Um, and I, but I, and I know that they've done this kind of work previously, but yeah. I mean, they don't have this, the experience Ross does. And I mean, yeah, they're calling stuff off the monitors and it happens. It's, it's, it, it was a little thing, you know, maybe they need a little more direction on them on the yeah, headsets. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a harsh critique. It's, it's not like, oh my gosh, it was horrible. No, it's just, no, I thought overall through the night, I thought the commentary was yeah. pretty good. Excalibur clearly came ready with knowledge. He knew the people. He knew their, their who they were. He knew the moves. He, he was good. And, and that is key because like it's not like Michael Cole going just reading the script. Well, Johnny Gargano has uh, done this in NXT. Well, what I that, loved yeah. is that you had – it was almost like the old WCW booth where you had – and I can't – who was the other announcer's name? Well, you had like what, Shivani? No, 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 uh, in 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 AEW. Oh, you had uh, it was Excalibur. It was Jim Ross. Alex Marvez. Alex Marvez. Okay, yeah. you had Alex Marvez, who was almost playing the Tony Shivani role of just kind of normal conversation, talking, you know, yeah. about the match. You had Excalibur, who's almost playing the Mike Tenay role of of I know all the moves. I know that you know what I mean. And I'm not saying they're identical as far as the characters because they're not. I'm just saying the roles they fill. Yeah, yeah. And then you had Jim Ross, who was adding the drama, who was adding the intrigue. You know that sort. Of, I felt like that worked really well. And again, they all sounded invested, which is a huge yeah. difference from what we're getting on WWE yeah. right now. And, and, and I'm it, not. And again, I'm not trying to use this as a shot at WWE, but it's different and it stands out. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, and then we go we go to the main show, which Jim Ross joins him on the show. Right. Uh, so SoCal Uncensored uh, defeating uh, Strong Hearts. Uh, you know, yeah. A good way to kick off the a show. A very exciting opening match. Yeah. A very exciting yeah, good opening for match. Good I see guys like Scorpio Sky and all that uh, being featured. Now, could we talk S- about Scorpio Fra- Sky is somebody I see having a big, big upside. Yeah. A big future with them. Yeah. And then we had... Uh, Las d- Vegas! <laughs> oh, is this the worst city I've ever <laughs> I've ever yeah. been in. It was great. The uh, the fatal four way match. I don't think we we call this either. Uh, Brittany Baker, Britt Baker, a uh, Britt Baker. Yeah, uh, Doctor Britt Baker. Doctor, DMD. get it right. M- <laughs> DMD bastard. Uh, defeat Nala Rose, uh, Kylie Ray, and Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong, who was a surprise entrant. Yeah, which was awesome. And no pun intended. There, <laughs> that was really really cool because I didn't even know she was still actively wrestling. Really, after Glow. Um, I thought that she was pretty much done once she got that gig. Yeah, yeah. but And I don't know that she's going to be a regular part of this. I, she may not be. It may have just been a one-off for them as a surprise. Yeah. But it, what a cool surprise. That crowd lost their minds yeah, when yeah. she came out. So it, that was really cool. A very loved character. It, you know, it's a shame that like she never had what we, we thought she could have had in WWE. Because no, of well, I mean, but that happened. was a few. Like, I mean, she, she got pregnant, first yeah. of all. And then, uh, then afterwards, I guess they just didn't have anything for her or something. It was just, you know, yeah. it was what it was. But... That's all right. You know what? I'm okay with it because, yeah. uh, she, you know, she, I, 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 I did, it didn't hurt her mystique any. Yeah, well, she yeah, showed up in yeah. AEW and I loved she, it. You didn't lose, you know, or she, I mean, she didn't take the pin, Paul, but. No, you, no, she didn't. But, you, you know, but she's one that, like, could help put other people over, which is a Nyla great comes across her. like a monster. I'm going to say that right now. Nyla Rose comes across like an absolute beast. Um, and I thought very, very talented. Yeah. Um, Britt Baker, I mean, all around just good. Yeah. But yeah. Kylie Ray. Man, first of all, she's adorable. I'm just going to put that out there right now. She's straight up adorable. And secondly, she really does have that underdog vibe. Like, you really want to root for her. I knew nothing about Kylie Ray going into that match. And I am rooting so hard for her as that match goes on. And I didn't know why, other than the fact that she plays the underdog so well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. You know, in in a longer well, yeah. more stuff with stories I, I, and whatnot. Well, you know, it's great when they get the television. Uh, best friends, uh, Chuck Taylor, uh, Trent Beretta, yeah, defeating Angelico and Jack Evans. Yep. Uh, they and again, high flying, lots of fun. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was an entertaining match. This one, I think I enjoyed this one a little less than the previous match. Not that it was bad. It's just I really enjoyed seeing what the women could do. The Kong surprise was cool. So I think I was coming down from that a little bit. You know, and, and Chuck and Trent are like two guys that have been like doing this for like a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, I mean, hence I mean, Chuck, the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like Chuck's been wrestling since like the early 2000s. Yeah. You know, and they're and really, really well. good guys. And there was some yeah. great high-flying action in this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I see, like, yes, Trent did have potential. Uh, the six-woman tag match. Uh, Shida, I have been uh, Miz, uh, Mizunami. I'm saying that right? Wow, you're uh, not. No. <laughs> you hear it showed here? Let me, let me just read them off for you. Is it not me? If I can for you. Hikaru uh, <laughs> Shida, uh, Riho Abe, and Ryo Mizunami uh, defeated a, uh, I, I, and I don't know this one either. Aja I, I, Kong. Kong. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Asia, Asia Kong. That's what I wasn't sure about. I think it's Aja Kong. But either way, Yuka Sakazaki and Emi Sakura uh, you watched the match. I, I did. Match I did. I, but I don't pretend part. like I could follow who anybody was <laughs> for five minutes. Well, that's the other problem too. Yeah, Th- that got a little. That got a little chaotic. Um, I enjoyed it, but it, it, in a weird way, it was almost a come down match from from you know for me. Yeah. Um. Well, well and, and that's what kind of like the first part of the show was like, and I don't mean this in a bad way. Is just 
names we weren't familiar with. Right. And it's going to take some getting used to. The storytelling. I've heard some of these there. names in the last week. I've heard some of these yeah. names 50 times, and I still don't 100% know who they It wasn't like, like, the, you know, like, like a Joey Ryan thing where like, everybody knew the story or whatever else. Where like the last show they had, the dancing right. penises or whatever else, which is a weird thing to say. But uh, <laughs> Not working here, it's not. Yeah, so uh, in that match, uh, Shai Desima like, had the win. Yeah, so good for them. and yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll see more from all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, 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 it, then the match, or the card changes because then you get the longer matches, the bigger matches, mm-hmm. and the ones that did have the build. Uh, Cody defeating Dustin Rhodes. And, and uh, did Dusty maybe go a little, or Dustin go a little hard uh, with the bleeding there? But uh, holy cow. Uh, maybe a bit. Uh, it bled. Boy, did it bleed. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the other ones, but I know this for I know for a fact this match is available in its entirety online in lots of places. And I'm not really advising that you pirate this or anything like that. But dear God, do yourself a favor and see this match. I, I, I prefer you pay for it. But I'm just saying there's ways to watch it. Um, oh, my God, what a match. Realistically, looking back at the show, this should have been the main event. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can't know that going in, how how these are going to shake out. I mean, they were all had the potential to be main event matches. And, dude, Cody and Dustin brought it. I mean... First of all, let's talk about Cody's entrance real quick, where he comes out. There's oh. the throne that looks like a Triple H thing. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. he goes to the ring and grabs a sledgehammer, comes out and breaks that the the throne. I thought it was kind of cool. I'm like, all right, that you know what? That's kind of neat. Like, it's a cool little. Uh... I was worried because when I saw that, like that that was like the one of the stories I saw, and I even posted. It. I was like, I just hope that was like going to be the big takeaway from the show. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to like, oh, that's what people are going to be talking about, and like right. not talking about. The wrestling on the show, or whatever. Right. Like, oh, the the advantage is that that's not what happened. People were absolutely talking about yeah, the wrestling, which is which is great. Yeah, yeah, but it was a cool moment nonetheless. Um, Dustin comes out. Uh, I like his almost his play on his his gold dust look with the natural on his tights and everything like that. That was kind of uh-huh. nice. Um, but they, man, they had a good match. I like seeing both of them go the back and forth for a minute. I really laughed hard when Cody got the better of Dustin and he did the cartwheel on the Stardust pose like that. That cracked me a little. I can't lie. I cracked up a little bit of that. Um, then uh, the match gets going. It is. It gets violent. It gets brutal. It's just and Dustin just proving it at fifty whatever he is, fifty one or something like that, fifty two. That dude can still ring it, man. He yeah. had a, it was an amazing match, and the crowd was eating out of the palms of their hands. I seriously, what a match! I, I I've I've now watched that match three times. Like it's so. Good. DDP making a little random appearance as well. It was kind of nice. He carried he carried Brandy uh, Rhodes out of there because she kept getting involved. So uh, that was nice. Um, but, God, that, what a match. I can't say enough about it. Cody gets the win. Then afterwards he tells his brother, you don't get to retire here. Um, he's fa- They're facing the Young Bucks at, uh, at a show in June or July or something like that. And so he says he needs his older brother by his side. And vo- Cody delivered it great. The moment was perfect because the the pause – and the cracking of the voice he used sold the moment perfectly. It was like these two brothers had fought through their issues, and now they're on the same side. And that man, great moment, amazing match, loved every second of it. So k- kudos to them. Awesome. And then two more matches on the card. You had um, the Young Bucks defeating the Lucha Brothers. Ah, Pentagon Jr. and yes. uh, 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 Ray Phoenix. Yeah, Ray Phoenix. Thank you. Which, by the way, I love the spelling of his name because because uh, pronounced Phoenix, but it's yeah, the yeah, yeah. F. Um, <laughs> so it's how us normal white people would horribly spell Phoenix yeah, if we exactly. were asked. 
Um, you know, and any, and it, I, that may even be a, a different spelling of it from another country. I don't know at this point, or it may just be a wrestling name. I don't know. I just know that when we try to phonetically sound things out here in America, we really mess it up sometimes. So, in any event, um, okay, you had the Young Bucks standard stuff in there. Lots of super kicks. Yeah. There were a lot of spots. But you know what? There was also some great storytelling in this match, especially down the line. Um, I thought a few times they damn near killed each other. I thought Phoenix was dead at the end of the match. I, dude, he one of the Bucks, I can't remember which one, does this. He, he lifts him up like it's going to be a, a, a superplex and does like this twisting, dropping brain buster on the turnbuckle. And I I thought he was dead. I thought he was done at that point. Uh, you get a – just what a match. Fantastic. Another match that very easily could have been the main event. Um, proving their point right. That's what they wanted to do is that main event, the tag team wrestling can be main event. And they were right. After that match, it absolutely could be. There's no denying that. Yeah. Um, fantastic match from all four guys. Uh, the Young Bucks get well, the win. And like the double moonsault off the top rope and all that yeah. stuff. That's just, you know, that's that's good stuff. Although, it is the thing, like, you know, people kicking out of those moves. Here, it's like, okay. Oh, for sure. It yeah. happens. And But, I mean, at least the one thing I'm, I'm grateful for is, hey, at this point, at this point, these people have kicked out of these moves so much. Now yeah. I don't expect them to mean anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, now I'm not surprised when they kick out. I know. In reality, I know, though, I, know, I, I do think these guys do a good job sometimes. Of Cody did it a couple of times. He'd land a big move and he'd take an extra second or two before going for the pin. See, I I, I can buy that. Yeah, and that's the thing I really enjoy is that's the that's the the really good storytelling I enjoy. Um, Rob Van Dam was always good at that when he hit the five, the, the five oh, he'd star splash. Oh, he his gut and roll around for yeah, a minute yeah, and then crawl like, back. Oh yeah. my gosh! But what like, killed yeah. me is when he'd win. <laughs> he'd get the pin from that. Well, it was yeah, like, well, yeah. they had like five seconds to recover and they yeah. still didn't kick out. But in any event, um, <laughs> yeah, you had a little bit of that with the Young Bucks and, and the Lucha Brothers, and that's not just the Young Bucks. That's the Lucha Brothers. That's the Lucha Libre style. They kick out of some crazy yeah. stuff. But I mean, it was still it was a very yeah. entertaining match. Yeah. And then uh, one match left in the card. <clears throat> God, twice in one show. Yeah. The main event of the evening. And this is to face Adam Page in the future AEW World Championship match. Chris Jericho defeating Kenny Omega. And I think it's going to be an all-out the next show they announce in August. So, I mean, they're going to have a quick turnaround relatively for this one. Three months yeah. or something like that. So, that'll be uh, less than three months, technically. So, that'll be... That'll be interesting. All Out is in Chicago on August 31st. Uh, which Everybody shut up about the CM Punk rumors. Oh, uh, AJ Lee? No, I'm just kidding. I'd be more excited about <laughs> Dude, I would be way more excited about AJ Lee than I would about CM Punk at this point. Um, in any event, another great match. Uh, sloppy in some places. Not, And I don't mean that mean. Uh, there were some unclean spots. I should just say that. And, you know, they happened here and there. But these guys covered for it great. It never once looked like it wasn't a fight. Um, but and, but and, the finish kind of was... And the drama the, was there. The drama yeah. was in the match. And these guys, I mean, it was brutal between the two of them. So, I mean, don't don't for a second think just because there were some unclean spots that I'm actually criticizing this. I'm not. I couldn't do any of them. Like, unclean on their part would still be ten times cleaner than I could make any of these look. Yeah. So, I'm not... This is not meant to be a, a criticism. It's just, it would be... You know, I can't not mention it. They were there. Uh, you mentioned DDP earlier. I know Bret Hart came out or Yeah, you know, we have the championship. Yeah, we didn't mention that. He brought out the championship and showed yeah, it off yeah. real quick. Yeah. Big, big gold belt. That happened. And then uh, and then the uh, Jericho Mega match happens. And then somebody else shows up. That somebody we... else shows up in the middle, at the end of this match. Uh, Jericho, by the way, winning with his new finisher, which I kind of saw coming. The second he debuted... 
a new finisher on his Instagram. I was like, yeah. okay, well, I know who's winning now because you don't bust out a new finisher to not win with it. Yeah. Um, and I got to be honest, don't love it as a finisher. Um, it's a spinning back elbow, which I get it. It, it. It's a devastating move in mixed martial arts and stuff. And I, and I kind of get that that's where they're going with they want that sports feel. So they want to have a more like flash KO as possible type thing. Um, but my problem is why not spinning KO the guy at the very beginning? Because it's not like you have to – it's not like another wrestling move where I have to require him to work with me. I just yeah. have to spin and hit him in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be weakened enough where you're – And how uh, many times have these guys off an Irish whip turned back and hit him with an elbow? Yeah. And that's just a basic move. You know, that's not even – nobody even goes for covers then. So I'm like, I don't love the idea of a spinning back elbow as a finish. That's not that's not my favorite. Um, but that that aside, great match. And then we get the surprise entrance of John Moxley – who shows up looking very Moxley-ish yeah. and drops um, Jericho with a Dirty Deeds DDT. I'm not sure if he's going to call it that anymore. Probably not. Um, then he drops the ref with a DDT. And then he goes to get Omega, who tackles him out of the ring. They brawl for a minute, fight all the way up on the stage. Then he gets planted, and then he gets a, a Death Valley driver off the set, which pretty cool, man. Moxley coming in looking like a, looking like a loose cannon right away, which is, yeah. I think, the character he always wanted to be. Not a good guy, not a bad guy. He's just Moxley. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hot ending to the show. Crowd lost their freaking oh, yeah. mind when, for when Moxley. You, when, you get, when you get a surprise like that, unexpected, because we kind of talked about We haven't him. seen genuine surprises like that since the Attitude Era, since yeah. WCW and, and WWE were, were really feuding with yeah, each other. Yeah, other than AJ showing up at, uh, say, the Royal Rumble a couple years but ago. But even that was rumored a little bit, you know what yeah, I mean? And I mean, yeah, yeah the, the Moxley thing was rumored, too. But I think most of us kind of figured, you know, eh, the show's over. We, we're like, it's over. Like they did, they exactly. did, they did something NXT is very good at. They made it seem like the show was ending. Yeah, and then Moxley showed up. Like I felt like the show was that was wrapping up. Yeah, and then yeah. Moxley showed up. So they they got me with that, and it worked perfectly because even I was like, oh, you know, I <laughs> I was excited about that, and so I, a great show, man. Great show. Uh, I, I, this, oh man, it's hard to score this one just because I, I don't have a lot to base it against yeah, you, for their previous you, yeah, stuff. Yeah, because you've seen a lot more of this than I have. I, but I I'm not. gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start out hot. I'm gonna give their first show, or their first show, technically their second show. Yeah. But I'm gonna give uh, the first one we've really done on here. I think it's. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Wow. A nine, maybe nine and a half would be. I could go there, but like, there's always something in me that keeps me back from from that. You know what I mean? I'm only saying nine because, and this is not necessarily their fault. They hadn't had the ability to make me familiar with all the characters yet for me to get invested in yeah, some of the matches. Yeah, that, but those time. last three matches, holy crap! With no, so you know what I'm going to do? The matches they had the opportunity to invest me in, I was absolutely hook, line, and sinker invested for. So I'm going to say nine and a half out of ten. Okay, because they nailed that. I yeah. think when they have a show where they can get me invested in more of the characters, they have the opportunity to bump me up to that next level. It, yeah, I mean, it was a three match show, but if those matches deliver, it helps out the rest of the card. Absolutely. I mean, and nothing. And the rest the, of the card wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, nothing in the card. So, you're going to go like. Really? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Because we get that every once in a while. Yeah. But there, I know there's a lot of stuff um, that I, we need to delve into is, okay, you know, what is next for AEW and the whole WWE uh, yeah, What does this show really mean? And, and, and Dean Ambrose. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Or, I'm sorry. John Mox. John Mox. Right. Yeah. Oh, did too. Hmm, sorry. Um, I know it's the internet, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, in any event, we will dive into all that, but we're going to take a quick break first. And when we come back, we'll talk uh, AEW and kind of the state of things. Post double or nothing, so yeah. stick around on ESPR. Miss an episode of ESPR? 
Find previous episodes and interviews with WWE superstars like Seth Rollins. Do you miss doing the curb stop? I love that move. Oh, yeah, we all did. (laughs) (laughs) The Miz. Well, it is the most must-see podcast of all time, isn't it? Yes. It's the best one. It's the most must-see. It's awesome. It's, what is it, eat, sleep, repeat, something, another thing? Who cares? Who cares? It's amazing. Just search ESPR on all your major podcast apps. And we're back. And so here we are in a post-double-or-nothing world at this point. All the wrestling has kind of firmly put their foot down. The first show, uh, um, uh, Jesus, what was the first show? All or Nothing? All in? All, All in. in. That's All what in. it was. Yeah. And, and that was. It was a great show, but and, and, we didn't know that it was leading to anything else. Yeah, because at the time, it still involved other groups. Right. And now All Elite is its own entity. Now All Elite is its own entity. This was their first real show, and it delivered. Yeah. And the hype was there. We wondered if the hype would sustain through the show. We wondered if there would be hype after the show. And now I'm kind of wondering where the wrestling business lies after this show. And I got to tell you. I have been one of those guys who's hey, let's not get the the horse. We're not let's get the cart. Let not let's not get the cart before the horse. Is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Let's wait, see what happens. Let's genuinely look at this as 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 it goes, not get ahead of ourselves. Post double or nothing, knowing they have a TV deal on the horizon. Now I need to know when that TV deal's starting. Yeah, that's that's something I need. Sometime in the fall, I believe. I, I hope I, I so. It that. can't it can't wait much longer. <laughs> you know what I mean. They have a lot of hype right now. I'm sure they're going to do a good job trying to keep that up for, for all out in August. But I need the TV deal to follow soon after that. Because I'm only going to be able to be so invested in this brand for so long without being more familiar with the characters and the stories and the matches. And that's going to be something I need uh, as this goes on. That being said, I can tell you right now, I am substantially more excited for the future of All Elite Wrestling after this show than I was beforehand. I was looking forward to it beforehand. I was optimistic, but now I'm excited. I, I think the future is good for them. Obviously, this was a great showing. Do you put them, you know, and it's amazing because, like, and I try not to read the comments where it was like, oh, WWE's in trouble, this, that, you know. You can't take any of that seriously right away. You know, because, and this is for you people who, who are, you people. Okay, this is for those. What do you, mean, you people, <laughs> Dave. You can't just like, say things like that. Like, you people who are like, oh, they they sold out a show. And WWE can't sell out a show because WWE is all over the damn place every night of the week. It's, they it's, have two hundred shows a year. You don't don't get me show. wrong. Yeah, you, you, when you have two hundred <laughs> shows a year, it's much different to try and sell out every show yeah. than it is to sell out one show in six months. When they when they take this show on the road, AEW takes a show on the road. That is going to if that happens, right? If they become a touring entity. Um, you know, which I'm sure they will, they provided provided this goes the way they want. Now, Cody already did a little talking about this. So did Tony Khan. I think the plan is to tour with this show. Yeah, you know, get, get your television established. Yeah, work that out because obviously that's I'm assuming that's going to tour. You know, it's not going to be oh, like we're just going to be in Orlando or we're just going to be in Atlanta. No, I think they're planning on touring the show. Uh, that you know, then then you can do your shows that way. You can do your two hour shows. And then we really can't make stuff. the comparison until we see. Exactly. What their TV product is going to be like. Thank you. And, and you still have a company that still makes billions of dollars to, to you know, you had one show. Okay. Where, where do you put them ranking-wise? Ring of Honor, you know. Oh, number two. Uh, Evolve, you know, all that. I, I, that's, number I'm, two. I'm going to agree with you on that, too. If for no other reason than the level of talent they have, the yeah. hype they have, the social media presence they have, um, and the, I want to say the potential. Because Ring of Honor, we know their potential. Evolve, we know their potential. Yeah. Impact, eh. um, yeah. 
all elite has the potential to do something truly special in the wrestling business. And I genuinely, genuinely want it to happen. Um, I think that they have a great chance. That it's This is going to be make or break by the TV show, by the weekly television program, which seems kind of obvious. But, I mean, these guys could put on these great shows as often as they want. If your television program week to week sucks, nobody is going to care about these characters, yeah. which is the rut WWE is in right now, by and large. So... I think they have a chance. I'm excited for them to create genuine competition because I, I think that will encourage WWE to step their game up as well. I, 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 I view that as a positive because we, you know, we've seen we've heard stories of people complaining, you know, Sasha, whatever. Like, yeah. and, and that may not be a storyline thing. We'll talk about the storyline thing in just a moment about uh, mm-hmm. John Moxley. But my, my, here's my concern with AEW. And it's not even so much of what they do in regards to the television project. I mean, I, I know – Cody's going to do a great job with that. I'm hoping, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not as concerned about that. My concern is how they affect the independents because a couple of, somebody got hurt, uh, banged up on on that Saturday show. Yeah, one and, of the Lucha Brothers. It was one of the Lucha Brothers, yeah. and they, they had to cancel a show because they were supposed to be a big part of the show the next day in another market. And I'm thinking, like, well, you know, if, if they sign these independent guys, how does this help the independent scene because well, you're pulling away from these guys? I mean, you are, but like, any, worked, but like or, anything or, or else, WWE signs those guys away. And those voids get filled by new independent guys who get the. I mean, it's the same thing everywhere else. It's like these guys disappear. It leaves a hole that is then filled by somebody else who couldn't get there before, who didn't have the opportunity before. So that it creates an opening for somebody else. I mean, we're never going to run out of wrestlers. There, people will oh, keep yeah. signing up to become professional wrestlers, <laughs> and they'll we'll see new people step to the forefronts of the independents. You know, then there's guys like Joey Ryan who say that he's not leaving the independents. He's not signing with anybody. And I think now I think that for two reasons. I think one. Uh, he knows that he can make a lot of money on the dependents as he's been doing, and two, I think he knows that his gimmick isn't going to work on anybody's network television show. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's one thing. He's definitely not suitable for WWE. So, and, you know, and, and that's I, I think that you know, and that's something to bring in point too, and not just you know with Joey Ryan, but okay, you know, all these things you want to see, you know, AEW do or whatever else. When you're on network television, even if it's cable. You still going to have some restrictions. Oh, they're absolutely going to have some restrictions. And, and that's why I think people understand. It's like we can't, you know. And I know WWE pulled some stuff back in the day. I, the whole Katie Vick thing, oh, or whatever else. I, can I, I also say out. real quick that I genuinely appreciate that they had this show and everybody. Like, and I am going to say this: it did kind of have the vibe, the feel, the excitement of an Attitude Era pay per view. Yeah. When, when they were competing, it had that vibe to me. Okay. But I can I just genuinely say that I, I truly, truly appreciate that they didn't do any like over sexualized things with women or anything like that. And I'm not saying that they were going to where I was worried about that, but I just I see the way people talk online about female wrestlers and I see the way that the like as much as we want to talk about the women's revolution and wrestling and everything, a lot of wrestling fans still think like meatheads. Yeah. And they think with one head and not the other all the time. And the first thing they care about is the way these women look and the way these women dress and the way, you know, and things of that nature. And I, I was very happy with AEW for not taking that low road on this pay-per-view to get cheap pops and cheap, you know? I, I, I think it was smart in their part. Well, because you have to present, I think. I think with Brandy Rhodes being the head of, of, of their marketing yeah. and, and design, and I think with her making a big deal about how serious she is about the women's division, you can't go that route. And, and I think, well, everything – and I, don't, I don't know if I'm crediting WWE here, but everything they have tried to done you know, to do to make their women matches not the bathroom break anymore because yeah. it used to be. Yeah. I mean, it was, let's be honest, and, and that has changed with the, you know, the pages and the AJ Lees of the world, absolutely, and, and, and all that. That you know now you know I mean when you know you want to know when Becky Lynch is going to be on TV, you know it's, you got to present the woman the same way in AEW because you, you just I think I that's think smart to. too. But I mean, like you look at something like Impact 
and <laughs> the they, they want yeah. to be, you know, the the uh, second, like the competitor to WWE, yeah. but they can't help themselves. They do that crap all the time. They still do it now. The character named Scarlett Bordeaux, who her whole sh- sh- like gimmick is being scantily clad and doing provocative things. Like, I mean, that's all she does. Mandy Rose is probably the most like like sexual character on yeah. WWE television, and she's not even that sexualized. Corey Graves just drools over her. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> like, I, so I, I, just, I don't know. It, it, I, I was just pleased with them for not taking that low road that a lot of people could have easily taken. Yeah. You know? So I was happy about that. Um, so I, I, I'm optimistic about the future of wrestling right now post Double or Nothing. Yeah, I, I do wonder what, what it will hold for the other groups. You know, what, what's the impacts going to do? Are you know, the Evolves or the uh, Ring of I Honor? I genuinely don't think if 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 AEW takes off and the show's successful, I'm not even saying like a bonanza or anything, yeah, but if it's yeah. just successful, right, and they start doing well, I genuinely think Impact goes out of business. And I don't, I don't necessarily want that. I don't like Impact, but my thing is this. I don't ever want these places to go out of business necessarily because that's less jobs for these people in this industry. Yeah, yeah. Because you're look, taking away work from people it, it, who bust their as, asses. As bad as WCW got, yeah, in the you know the early two thousands, like it just sucked losing that because you weren't going to see some of those guys again. You just no, some of the never, guys who were going to go to WWE, never. but it's not even the same. Not even just some of those guys, but some of the ways they did things. Some of the some of the the production type things. Some of the the commentary type things. Yeah. It's just different little things you were never going to see again. They were gone at that point. Yeah. And so, but again, I, I, I genuinely don't think Impact survives if AEW takes off. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, in relation to AEW, yeah. there was a podcast recently that I think everybody should go listen to if they haven't read. I hate to plug other podcasts on here, but you know what? He was a guest on our show last week, so why not? Yeah. Or last week? Uh, two weeks, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, Chris Jericho on his podcast, Talk is Jericho, had on John Moxley. It is the first real talk in John Moxley has done since leaving WWE. And. Wow. It is a great listen. It, it is an yeah. amazing listen. He goes through and discusses the frustrations he had with the creative department. And I'm going to say this. I was very critical of CM Punk's podcast when he came out and just crapped all over WWE the entire Cause, time. Because he seemed like a bitter guy because yeah. he didn't get the main event. So I'm going to. I didn't get the main event. I didn't get paid like the guys over here. I didn't, you know, that seemed bitter. It just seemed like that. Moxley's was genuinely thankful for a lot of the things he got to do in the WWE, how it helped him grow up in the business, and how it helped him learn a lot of things he didn't know before. He genuinely seemed grateful about some of that stuff. And then he was like, but these are the issues. And he talked about, really, the creative apparently was the biggest issue for him. Um, Promos used to be his favorite part of wrestling. He became dreading them. Uh, I don't want to give it the whole way of the whole interview because I want you guys to be able to go and listen to it. But he talks about... The, the infamous promo where he had to get the, the inoculations, where he had the stupid mask, where he had, the, I mean, all that. Yeah, and some of that was even comments that he made. And like, oh, yeah, and then next week he's, he's doing all that. Sudden, yeah. Well, and we've said before, we've heard that you have to be careful what you say yeah. around Vince, what dumb joke you make, because all of a sudden Vince will be like, I love it. And then all of a sudden it's a thing. Um, and the whole, yeah, the whole the cancer line that, you know, we'll never that know He won't even tell was. us what yeah, it was. Which is probably and a good thing, because it's still It is hurt. probably a good thing, but I'm... I want to know what it was, and not just for the sake of, like, I got to know. I want to know, seriously, was it that bad? Was it that bad? If it was that bad, I need to know what it was, because I may rethink supporting that company, depending on what it was. You know, yeah, depending depending on how you are willing to manipulate and, and try to take advantage of that situation, I may genuinely rethink supporting you. He was like, Susan G. Komen would be out of there yeah. if they heard that line. And I'm like, dude, 
I I kind of want to know what this line is, really for my own moral values here, so I know like who wrote it. Should who, who, I who yeah, approved it? You know? Should I be supporting this company with this? You know, but you know, we're not going to learn that. He's not going to say it. That's his prerogative. Yeah, but, but it does bring up an interesting process of, of how this all works and stuff. And, and this the was scripting time- he says is too much scripting, overly scripted. I mean, stuff we we kind of knew, but to hear it from yeah. not a mid level guy or a lower level guy who didn't feel like he was getting used. This is a big main event guy. The guy who who was in in the shield the most for, for most of his career, the the most organically over the three. Yes, agreed. Uh, um, you know, obviously Roman was different, and Seth had his up and downs because the heel run, and then right. Uh, but I will I will say this with, with him, um, you know, and you bring up an interesting point because we you know, we talked about we can do bullet points and stuff, but you still have guys that like need to, you know, like know where they're going in a promo because people yeah. are like, oh, I can do unscripted promos. Well, here's the thing. You know, you, you have an eight, five-minute segment. You, you got to get this, this in. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Not everybody can do completely unscripted, and I get that. I get that not everybody can. Yeah. Um, but damn it, like, you know, but I'm, 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 hold their hand a little bit or something and let them go, you know. They, they, but people need to be able to do better promos with more of who they genuinely – and, like, it's something that, that Moxie kept talking about that felt important to me was – he would look at the things the character was supposed to do or say, and he would say, I wouldn't do this. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Your character's supposed to be you turned up to 11. So who's going to know what you would do better than you? You know? Yeah, yeah. Have a little bit. And of Vince life. is trying to explain to him why he would do these things. He's like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, he's not looking for creative control. He just wants control of the creative. Yeah, and he bit. said at one point, Vince even said, you have all this artistic freedom or creative freedom, creative liberty or whatever he said. And Dean's like, really? Because I don't feel that way. You know, um, one of the biggest things there is that he talked about how that press release about him not signing his contract again. Oh, yeah. EC3. He, well, he he doesn't know why they did that. Yeah. Because it, well, he, he thinks maybe it was to control the narrative. They get out there ahead of anybody yeah, else yeah. and get that story out there. They can control the narrative. But like which they guys, did. Then they did the, the as the show the as he's he's going all the way to the which end. Which is odd because that dude does not do any social media. It's not like he says, "Well, I asked for my release, I am out." I think that's part of the thing, though. Is I think that they knew that he wasn't going to be on social media re- rebuking them or you know <laughs> saying anything about that. So they get yeah. out there and say that, and he's not going to fight it. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe there's that. Like you know, Luke Harper asked for my release. Oh, I didn't get it. And he talked about EC3, and he, you know, he, EC3 debuts. Oh, he's you know you're going to beat him in two minutes. Yeah. Okay, and then they do it again, and he's he literally texts the writer or talks to the writer. Remember what he said he was doing, and he's like, "Nobody else see the problem with this? That am I the only one?" And the writer admits that he sees the problem. This yeah. is doing nothing for EC3. They're burying him, and Dean's on his way out the door. John, John, uh, Moxie's on his way out yeah, the door. Yeah. There's nothing for yeah, him. But you, when he built sympathy for Dean, and then all of a sudden Dean got liked before he left, which was odd. But yeah. but that to me was like the best Dean like we had in a long time because they probably just said, hey, "Do whatever," and then. And he was enjoyable because a couple months before that was dreadful. Awful. Awful. And even he said it was bad. And, and he brings up a good point. I know we need to wrap this up, but like we see what happened with other characters. Okay. Like like Becky Lynch, who was like on fire. And it's almost like they pulled the reins in. Not No pun there. But they, they pulled the reins in on her a little bit. Like, we can't do all this on Twitter. You can't be this. I think it's stupid injury angle. I think it's so much that, like, not so much. I think it's more of something else he said. Not so much that they wanted to, to bring it back, but so much is like they had to. Get their hands in it. Yeah. They had, because they wanted it to be theirs. They didn't want it to be your organic creation. It's got to be theirs. So they had to get their hands in it. And they don't understand it, so they mess it up. Yeah. You know? Which is amazing, because she was, and she's still over, obviously. She, you know, still. But not as much as she was. No, because. She was on fire. They should have left her alone. Yeah. They should have left her alone.
and let her keep doing what she yeah. was doing because it, she was it, killing it. And what they did with Ronda, which, by the way, her uh, 24 or whatever the Becky Lynch thing is on uh, the network. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, outstanding. Go watch it. And go, yeah. and go watch the Tommy Gee Bret Hart thing. Uh, but anyways, inside, but 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 Dean, you make some interesting points. We're like, well, how many wrestlers are suffering from this? And I don't know, like Sasha Banks was one, but you look at some that like even when Rusev Day was over, and then they said, well, you know what? No, we're gonna put our spin on this. It can't get over. Yeah, and and that's one hundred percent how it feels. It's like once once somebody once they get their hands in it. It just works better if the character gets to be the character. Because they can invest in it. You know, it's like, well, yeah. look at Austin. Austin would just flat out refuse to do things. Yeah. You know, and he, Austin wouldn't do something if he thought it was particularly stupid. And it worked because he didn't come across as stupid. Yeah. Other than shaking hands with Vince at the end of May. Hey, I, I, you know what? <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I liked that heel turn. Um, what? In any event. I just, I don't know. I, I, it's worth a listen. Go out of your way to check it out. Yeah. It's on our Facebook page. I, I get the link up there, which, uh, by the way, some interesting comments because one guy thought that, uh, uh, you know, Dean was um, all this hype for a mediocre wrestler. And then, um, you I, know. I don't think he's necessarily mediocre. I do think he's just better when he's in his element. Yeah. When he can be the Dean Ambrose or John Moxley he wants to be. But, right. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's good eye opening on the creative process. Agreed. 100%. So. And then yeah, that's this week's episode, Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Next week, we will be coming back at you with a review of NXT TakeOver 25. So that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do we have another pay-per-view we have to preview? Super Showdown! Oh, dear God. And, and they never say where it is. It's just on the network because we can't say where it's from because we don't want to make people mad. Isn't it Saudi Arabia? No, where is it? It's it's yeah, where is it? Well, yeah, but they're not saying that. You yeah, know, but we can say it because yeah, we we're not them it. and they're not paying our bills. Yeah, so we exactly. can say whatever we want. Ha! <laughs> so in any event. Uh, until next week, make sure you follow us on social media, facebook.com slash ESPR99, <laughs> on the Twitter at ESPR99, or email us ESPR at FM99.com. And please, no matter where you listen to us, uh, subscribe, five-star rating and review. We genuinely appreciate it. And until next week, just remember to keep eating, sleeping, podcasting, and repeating. <laughs> <laughs>